Vision Sky. And this is Jasmine. And we are your hosts of the Get Into This podcast. So, Get Into This is all about finding that special kind of flair in business, entrepreneurship, fashion, beauty, and people like yourselves. So, get into this as we dive in. Welcome to episode four, right? Yep, episode four of season two. Get into this pod. Um, I'm your host, Jasmine. And I'm Vision Sky. And today we have two very special guests. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves? I'm Ricky. And I'm Rachel. And we're Sisters of the Nephew. What she said. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Sisters of the Nappy Head Club are here with us in the studio. <laughs> so where are you guys from? Right. Mm. Yeah, why don't y'all well, tell us a little something about yourself? From a myriad of places. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, Maryland, Virginia is probably the safest. Yeah. That to say. We've, we've lived many lives. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, Maryland is where we would call the home. DMV. The DMV area, yeah. you know, shout out DMV. Yeah. I'm from 804. Yes. Hey. Virginia. Yeah, so that's why I went to school. I went to VCU. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. My parents went there. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. I'm from Brooklyn. So. Yeah. Okay. Shout, out, shout out the original Brooklyn. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's awesome. So, like, what like what brings you to New York? And can you explain, like, more about, like, your brand and everything? Oh, yeah. Like, shout out your brand, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So our brand is Nappy Head Club. Mm-hmm. Um we are kind of a community um, for black people, um, people who feel kind of um, overlooked and undervalued, um, especially in pertaining to our hair. Um, yeah, so we, we do a number of things. We like to have discussions, conversations, and we also happen to sell clothing, which has become its own little uh, monster in and of itself. But um, yeah, most importantly, we are a community. Like, our in our name, we are Nappy Head Club, and we're about just really, like, embracing each other and celebrating our blackness and really starting to shed some layers of, like, self-hate. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, as far as, like, you know, our move or transition to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Rachel's been here. What, how long ago was that? Uh, like four years ago I was living here. Yeah, and then I moved here about a year ago. Oh, and nice. Yeah, it's so new. Um, mm-hmm. But I love it. New York is fun. And, I mean, since my sister moved back, we've been able to sort of focus on the brand a lot more, which has been really great for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just, like, where we need it to be, honestly, the energy here. Um, and a lot of what we do is collaborating with other creatives. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the energy and just the talent in New York is just been organic for us and we've just kind of like grown so much since being based in New York and we've just met some really beautiful talented people and done like amazing stuff with them so I think this is where the brand belonged or where it was begging mm-hmm. to be based right. and you you didn't start out with clothing right no no okay yeah it started out as a community do you want to tell the how nappy head club started yeah <laughs> so i mean it was basically like a car rant about how this like whole natural movement ex- thing was happening mm-hmm. but amongst that like there was like no space for us you know mm-hmm. like you saw the girl with like the mixed like juicy little popping curls and we're like <laughs> why can't i do that and it's yeah. like you know i feel like for us we were sort of kind of trying to like understand like where do we fit in and all of this because you know we were kind of like on that bandwagon of transitioning and like Mm -hmm. you know 
were sort of coming into our own and, you know, wanted to sort of share that experience that like our hair is beautiful and it can be extremely beautiful depending on how you style it. But we sort of needed to create a space that like showed more imagery of us and like what that looks like. Mm hmm. Yeah, because that representation is, like, everything. And we kind of, like, overlook how important that is sometimes. But even just, like, for us in a stage where we were, like, transitioning into wanting to start wearing our hair all the time. Like, if you don't have a point of reference for anyone whose hair that looks like you that's actually doing it well, you know, like, how are you supposed to have any confidence in of yourself that you're going to be able to figure it out all on your own? But, like, because I still have books, bookmarks of, like, hairstyles to try of women who have 4C hair. And it was just for us, like... Kind of F you to everyone. Like, there are popping women out here with 4C yes. hair. So guess what? We about to serve y'all content on a daily of women who are killing it with 4C hair. And yes. it just kind of, like, spiraled <laughs> from there. But mm-hmm. it was really for us. I feel like we did mm-hmm. it because we were just, like, we wanted to see these images. And we knew that they were, like influencers and stuff coming up that were killing it and who had natural hair and it was like not that common Mm -hmm. you know so we just it just started because we just we felt like we needed it and then other people it resonated with them and we got a lot of like love from people who also really appreciated the imagery and we just like kept doing it Mm -hmm. yeah I know, um, I know that I just absolutely love that because like I was telling Jasmine that um, I found you guys on my explore page like I guess a year or two ago, and um, you guys were first 4C hair club. Mm-hmm. I was just saying that um, you guys showed black people or black women with 4C hair, like kinky coils like mine, in like a beautiful, aesthetically pleasing light. And like, not even just seeing like, oh, natural hair. And it's like 3C. It's like, nah, this is 4C <laughs> hair. You don't get these kinks. Yeah. You don't get these coils. Yeah. Like, nappiness. Yes. 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 So I know I loved that. <laughs> yeah, that was actually like a very tough decision for us to tra- like to um, move on from that name to Nappy Head Club. And I feel like we went back and forth forever about the name change. And a lot of it was about like, there were people who just didn't use the hair typing system. So they mm-hmm. were like C4C club and they didn't know what that meant. So they would just kind of like skip past it. Right. Um, so it was kind of one of those decisions that we had to make based on like, how many people do we want to reach? Mm-hmm. And if we're missing women because they don't use this typing system, like that would be like a miss. But um, as you can see, we still focus on 4C hair yes. and like we don't show anything but 4C hair. And I think people, they get on and they're like, oh, okay, I know who this is for. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't, like that definitely wasn't us like opening up, like trying to show different hair types. Like this is specifically for people with kinky coarse 4C hair and just to feel represented. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yes. I, I was going to bring up what you just yeah. mentioned. Um, but I was looking on your Instagram and I saw that you guys have like an autumn winter collection out now um, called The Fight Continues. Mm. So, like, can you tell more about that? Sure. Um, I mean, I feel like we, I mean, we, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like, I feel like, you know, anytime we're on the internet, you mm-hmm. hear or see something about like police brutality. It's very real and it's very now. And, you know, I feel like what's very important to us is being able to use our platform to sort of talk about these issues because, you know, hair is very important, but in the black community, there's so many other issues that I feel like we can use our platform for to talk about. And, you know, that was sort of one of the ways um, that we sort of wanted to kind of like bring up the issue but also bring awareness to it in a Mm -hmm. creative way um yeah yeah and i mean i think it's very obvious from an aesthetic level that there's a lot of correlation between the black panthers and nappy head club just off of like the most literal aspect of like big froze and celebrating that but like when addressing these issues like police brutality it feels like 
we're in the exact same fight that they were in. And I think a lot of times, like, the Black Panthers get kind of reduced to, like, big frozen leather jackets when in reality they were fighting for things that we're still like trying to fight for now. And that's why we call it the fight continues because like those atrocities that they were dealing with, we're still seeing on social media every day. So we kind of wanted to revive this conversation around the Black Panthers, but also as a fashion brand, we kind of also wanted to reimagine what would the Black Panthers look like today with our Mm -hmm. like youth culture. That's just very like anti and very like unapologetic and just kind of like reviving that energy. And honestly, like, from the styling aspect and Ricky and and her um, partner or our partner Nico Styles he also mm-hmm. um, they killed it I feel like from the aesthetic level um, I just kind of like because that's like her side is the styling side so I just yeah. kind of am like a kid in a candy store just watching it all unfold but I just feel like from a styling perspective it was it was like fun from every perspective like it was it just looked dope but then mm-hmm. it meant something really powerful mm-hmm. so it was just probably my favorite project that we've done thus far just yes, off of just all the different <laughs> elements and how they all just came together mm-hmm. That's awesome. I I was looking at the actually your top that you're wearing in black. Yeah. Um, towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that, and you have it too. Yes, I got lucky <laughs> enough to get so many oh, shirts. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my yes. God, I that. that was I almost <laughs> forgot that was many moons ago. Yes, I'm like so excited for this new line too. I'm like, yes, I got all those shirts, but like I want more. Oh my like gosh, especially yes. the um always black, never mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. That's going on my yeah. Christmas list. Yes. Yeah. I want like three of those. Like, yeah. I think that's my favorite too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for all the stairs yeah. on the train. Like, yes. I'm sorry, is there a problem? Even with like wearing the tote bag now, like, um, I just, I get like the, the little eyes. And they, mm-hmm. when they read it and they kind of look at me, I'm like, yeah, you read it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not apologizing. I'm here. I'm black as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, how you feeling? Right. So, yeah, I'm really excited because I feel like we are really capturing what we feel like is the brand's identity and personality, which is just kind of like, this is for us. We're not apologizing about that. We're not mm-hmm. apologizing if you feel uncomfortable. We like we need this space to celebrate and heal together. Mm-hmm. So like, if you don't like it, it's not for you probably right. if it's making you uncomfortable. So I think I'm just really excited. That's awesome. Um, so this uh, reminded me of a conversation we were having with one of our previous guests, Yuma, mm. um, when she was talking about um, being black in the workplace and like hair discrimination and yes. all that stuff. And then like a week later, I experienced that in the office. Like my boss was like, oh, like oh your hair is gosh. trending. She touched her hair. Yeah, she touched oh, my hair yes. and she did it again last week. Oh, 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 oh. see, no, that's too easy. Oh, oh. <laughs> but I need a job. Yeah. I feel you. Um, I feel that's real too because yes. like you, we need to pay bills so yes. right so I wanted to get like your side like have you ever experienced like you know being mistreated in the workplace or anything like that um I will say I had this experience where this girl called me nappy like under her breath but like Ooh. didn't say it to my face so mm-hmm. I mean like whatever but I mean I've been lucky enough to sort of be in a workspace and not really have to deal with that mm-hmm. um, I've always worn my hair in box braids or an afro whatever mm-hmm. and I've never really had a problem I'm not gonna lie that's just my experience right um, yeah I'm I mean I'm not for my hair particular like in specific but mm-hmm. definitely I've dealt with like a lot of like racial mm-hmm. um, just kind of tension at work and just like having superiors that were just very insensitive and brought up like my skin tone and stuff a lot and even sometimes it's weird it's hard to like articulate but like sometimes even them just making a lot of fuss about your you and your skin and being black even though they're not saying something degrading it's also just like 
like otherizing you and it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and being yeah. like, oh, your skin is so dark today. Everyone look, Rachel's got darker. You know, like that's uncomfortable too. Right. The funny thing is we're actually working on an article right now. I was trying to like debate, should I like tell you guys some of the stuff that's in it or um, wait for the article to drop? But we, I have a good friend who works in HR mm-hmm. um, and I was recently just talking to her to get some information to share as far as like, what are the things, the steps that you can take in those types of situations? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we want to be informed. Cause like you said, yes, you want to keep your job, but you also want to know like what rights you have and like how, you know, what you can actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that like, if you do have HR at your job, like, do talk to them, you know, and let them advocate for you so that you're not the one who has to, like, kind of go head to head with maybe your boss or someone at work. But yeah. there are absolutely, like, clauses that, you know, protect you. Mm-hmm. Um, and just hit them with them target words like, this is making me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not allowed to express myself and my heritage and my ethnicity. Hit them with all those, like, little <laughs> trigger that's, words. That's good. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely lean on HR to help you because they, like, you don't have to just, like, sit around and take it. Yeah, I felt like so uncomfortable, and like I, I feel like she, I feel like she was coming from a good place, but she just was uneducated, right. just like mm-hmm. uninformed. Like, yeah, she's from Italy, so I don't know. Maybe there's not a lot of like <laughs> our tones yeah, there. Yeah, but still, it doesn't make it right. Right? Like, no. Yeah, they people have like people should allow you to feel comfortable at work, and yeah. whether or not their intent is to be malicious, like you, mm-hmm. you know, you are well within your rights to be like you're making me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And you wanted to say I have like kind of two points for like both of y'all sort of. Mm-hmm. So when you said that the slight discrimination of or the microaggression towards you of homegirl calling you nappy but like under her breath, that's also why I really like your rebranded name of Nappy Head Club. Like you take mm-hmm. it back. Like yeah. yes, I am nappy and Yeah, so. and that's great. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, sorry, like but this reminds me like a story, like a conversation that I was having with my nephew, for example. Mm-hmm who's 13 and anytime he sees my hair he's like your hair is dry because he thinks he looks at my hair and he sees it and he's like your hair is dry right and i'm just like well why do you think that like you know and this is the sort of like you know this is like what kids are picking up and sort of taking into their lives and i like really have to like have a conversation with him and be like okay like well let's talk about your hair you know like how do you do your hair you know your hair's not nappy it's not dry your hair's different and you have to care for it differently mm-hmm. and that doesn't necessarily make it bad you know what I'm saying and right. I feel like that's sort of us embracing the term nappy that like you know you see my hair and you say that it's nappy my hair is different from yours and it's cared for differently and that's not necessarily like a bad thing you know mm-hmm. and then um, <laughs> the point I would have for you is kind of like a transition of like you saying you have an article coming out soon. So like for Nappy Head Club, you guys handle style, <laughs> fashion, and y'all got articles. Um, the latest, like I guess, ad for your n- latest line from Autumn Winter is like a revolutionary video. So like y'all just try and touch on everything. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard not to, I feel like we're creative people and it's just like, we just want to explore. And I think we're also just in the stage of figuring out what our audience wants from us. And they, they do appreciate a lot of conversation and dialogue and we want to be able to facilitate that. And we're lucky enough to have amazing people contribute. So we have contributing writers. So we're, and we're always looking for contributing writers and that really allows us to open up, 
our net more and do more because we're not also sitting there writing the articles, but we like lean on other people to tell kind of like their perspectives or their stories or help us to gather information. So it makes it a little bit more manageable. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you also talked about collaborations with different uh, brands, right? Mm -hmm. And people. Mm -hmm. Um, So what, what what are the kind of like collaborations? Um, Well, uh, we just did a cl- we kind of like every shoot we've like paired mm-hmm, it with yeah. a designer that we really admire and it's mm-hmm. been like a really nice synergy to have like focus on one designer to collaborate with mm-hmm. um, so um, we collaborated with Friday um, for this last one for her pieces yes it's called um, she's she does like metalware yeah. it's um, metal artillery F- yes exactly I just didn't want to butcher the name <laughs> Um, which was really dope and we're always like really inspired by like their pieces and it kind of almost shapes the creative in that way but Mm -hmm. it it just honestly it all happens so organically like we work with people that we just also think are dope they think we're dope and we just like it just builds and adds like Mm -hmm. to the like to the whole final product Mm -hmm. yeah and like where do you begin like in terms of like when you have like an idea for a collaboration collaboration like Mm -hmm. do you reach out to them like right away or do you like do like more of like a brainstorm yeah how do y'all go about your like kind of thought process or process in general i think it really just starts with an idea um i'll I'll use like our last project for an example i think it started off as an idea and then like wanting to work with another designer and then we saw friday's work and we're like this is perfect you know what i'm saying and um so i feel like once we sort of kind of know what sort of direction that we want to go into we'll usually put together like a deck Mm-hmm. which just sort of kind of breaks down like what the shoot will look like, who's going to be a part of it. And that's really just sort of like the selling point for mm-hmm. the whoever's coming on board because they want to be a part of something that they know that's going to be great. They don't want to just like throw their name on anything and that's not going to look good. You know, you want to kind of sell them on this idea, this project. And usually from there, you know, like we'll send that to them. And yeah. And I think the professionalism is kind of what like wins people over because yeah. even when we work with Friday, she was like, I seen this deck and I knew y'all meant business. Yeah. <laughs> so coming correct definitely helps us like secure these collaborations because we'd be reaching for the stars because we, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. Um, but I think um, we just come correct. We have like a concept, we have it fleshed out, and we're just like, this is how we see you fitting in. And I think mm-hmm. that helps a mm-hmm. lot just to make people feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know. That's good. I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I lo- honestly, I love making decks. I think that decks can take you a long way in mm-hmm. any sort of creative field that you're in, especially when you want to collaborate with people. If, and, and the thing about making a deck, it's so easy. Google Slides, like that's all you really need. And, yeah. you know, you can kind of build it out however you want to fit sort of like your imagination or however the project's going to be. And I feel like the person that usually makes a deck or sort of like a portfolio pitch or something like that, you know, and mm-hmm. it usually stands out, you know? Yeah. And in terms of like um, when you're trying to like execute an idea for like your clothing, um, where does that process, like what does that process look like? Um, I think it's it's very similar kind of, it's just, it starts with um, an idea or concept. Say like when we're starting, we're trying to break out of uh, sticking to seasons, but um, generally we have released kind of on like a, like a biannually basis. Mm -hmm. But so Ricky will do some research on just like trends, colors and things that are upcoming. And that's usually like the, where we begin. And then from there, we'll like also start looking to silhouettes, you know, and trying to decide what silhouettes we actually want to work with for the next season. And then from there, from like the design perspective, based on these colors and these silhouettes, I'll kind of um, map out some designs, like graphics that are going to actually 
work with these silhouettes and then we mm-hmm. will it down to our final collection and then we just do samples make sure everything looks good and then that's how you get to like the final product uh-huh. that's awesome and do you have like do you like submit a prototype or something to like a facility or do you like i don't know what how the question is but um like like what do you where do you go after the actual final designs are done like do you send it off somewhere or do you have like a guy that you collaborate with yeah we have um we have vendors that we work with so um we generally bring kind of like a photo because i i'm like you know the photoshop wizard so i'll mock up what everything is supposed to look like okay and bring that to the vendor with like that like the merch for them to customize and then from there you know it's about them trying to get as close to the mock-up as possible Mm -hmm. but yeah have you ever had any, like, like whenever you would, like, submit it to them, like, did you ever receive, like, anything that you weren't, like, proud of? Oh, my God. Like, that's part of the process, too. That's, okay. like, why you have to start so early because vendors are, like, that's, and yeah. I mean, I've worked in fashion and, like, mm-hmm. it's always a thing, like. Vendors just like they have a lot of projects. They don't care about your brand. They don't care that you're trying to like embrace black culture, whatever. They're just like, okay, whatever. Give me your design. Cool. I'll have it on Wednesday. I've had people like have like the logo like off center or the wrong color oh, no. or like just super crappy quality. <laughs> or and the just, ink just washes oh, out. Oh, the ink just oh, wash out. And then yeah. that's the worst one because you don't know when, when you, until you wash it and then you realize all the ink fell out the shirt. But um, yeah vendors finding good vendors is like when you find a good vendor actually i have to tell ricky about a vendor that i just found black (laughs) in brooklyn you know in brownsville but when you find somebody who like is good and they care about details Mm -hmm. like that's just like that makes the process so much smoother but you just kind of have to account for it because it's Mm going to happen like they're going to be screw-ups you know so you always got to get that sample first and then make sure that vendor is like trustworthy right Mm -hmm. and do you ever go to like different trade shows or anything like that to seek out these vendors no honestly we've just kind of like like hit the pavement and just like going to places meeting people um kind of getting a feel for like their work or recommendations but um no we've just really like kind of and i've been trying diligently to transfer all of our vendors to black owned vendors but that's Mm -hmm. like a whole process as well Mm -hmm. but um just you know just trying to find folks Mm-hmm. And trying them out, giving it's them a trial chance. And error. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trial and error. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. So I um, flashback a few years back. Um, I majored in fashion design, but then I switched out because I was just like, uh, I don't want to do this anymore, like the construction. But fashion still interests me, and I yeah. majored mm-hmm. in fashion marketing. Yeah. So I was just curious to know, like, the actual design stages and, like, how it's, you know run in the real world yeah no it's really cool we have um um, as we scale we have hopes to do a lot more like custom pieces Mm -hmm. um but when you're smaller it's tougher to like do all the custom silhouettes so we do a lot of wholesaling and um sourcing out more like classic silhouettes and then we also just want to like reach the most people so we try to keep our silhouettes like approachable for a lot of people um, but yeah, as we grow, we'll be able to really get custom and, you know, do more exclusive stuff. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about, um, like a company buying your product for like the world to like use and to buy? If it's for like the right 
like you know the brand you know like I feel like it can't just be any brand that's sort of like misrepresenting us mm-hmm. in the way that we don't want to yeah. be represented mm-hmm. um, I think that would sort of be like the only challenge but I mean I, we're all for it yeah. Like, yeah. You know, that would be that was like when um, Urban started carrying FUBU again I was like I don't like this yeah. I don't <laughs> like because it's like are they gonna like is the right audience gonna like be able to get to this or is mm-hmm. it just gonna become like a thing you know for people who this wasn't intended for right. to now have access to yeah um but yeah, I think we're definitely open mm-hmm. for like partnerships and things like that. We've been um, in shops before. Okay. Um, so yeah, we definitely are open to it as long as it like feels good, like yeah. Ricky said. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of like cute boutiques like in Brooklyn and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That'd be cool. Or yes. like the meatpacking district maybe. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we are on our way there. <laughs> yes. Y'all did say New York feels like a good home for mm-hmm. Napier Club. So Absolutely. Definitely. I'm definitely sure y'all is. find some place. Yes. <laughs> Do you have like a a customer base in uh, uh, like the DMV area? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes. Mm-hmm. they yes for sure. I feel like DC specifically has always just been like super like forever just been super natural hair, super pro pro black, um, and they're amazing. Like they get it, you know. Their energy is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we we get we get really good reception in like Maryland and DC. Like when we do pop ups and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also like your audience is really like people that you sort of like connected with or networked with. And, you know, like we're from the DMV, so we have a lot of community from there. And then mm-hmm. like us being here in New York, we meet a lot of people. So then that sort of kind of like just makes that sort of like network grow in those areas, you know. So mm-hmm. <laughs> and besides like Instagram, like how how would you like market your product? Like do you like go to like different um you know there's like different like little markets we, we actually like met at the market mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so that question. answers my question <laughs> yeah. but yeah if you could explain like how what other ways um you like market your product mm-hmm. um offline offline well yeah mainly like if we we'll do a pop-up mm-hmm. um but I mean, I feel like a lot of the marketing is online just because yeah. we are an online brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, and outside yeah. of like social media, you know, we have been sort of like, you know, exploring like email marketing and being able to use like CEO to sort of like gain more reach outside of like Instagram. I think that's extremely important, especially if you want to run a business, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and I mean, I think even just, like, wearing the merch sometimes, it gives us a lot of opportunity to talk to people. And we try to kind of build with the community that's here. Um, There's, like, a ton of, like, great, like, um, uh, wow, it's uh, Shadia's brand. Um, Oh, Black Girl Magic. Black Girl Magic, for whatever reason, that could not come to my head. You know, like, there are so many beautiful communities like that that we, you know, we're a part of or, you know, we go to a lot of events. And I think sometimes just even being in our merch or having merch on us mm-hmm. and meeting people like it just builds a community mm-hmm. organically yeah so that helps a lot too just like being around and just like being open to meeting people and stuff mm-hmm. yeah i uh i wore this tank top to church today oh my <laughs> god <laughs> and i got a lot of compliments i love so it I'll, yeah I'll, I'll i'll send a uh uh instagram business card that's amazing <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> I yeah. love that. I know that we'll have t-shirts, we have sweatshirts, yeah. we got totes, we got it for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did um, you have anything? Um, not really like a question in a sense, just loving your brand and how I'm like realizing as y'all keep talking about it as pretty much a digital magazine, like with the visuals and the articles paired together that 
it would be kind of cool if it becomes like a real magazine one day. I don't know if you we guys take you up that. on that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, I think uh, doing some sort of like lookbook sort of like mm-hmm. live feature would be just really nice just to kind of like really showcase all the talented people that we work with and like having that sort of space live somewhere would be mm-hmm. really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, doing our brand, we do produce a lot of content. So I, I think that would be like a, a avenue for us to explore for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, like how often do you produce like content and like, you know, like what you just showed um, mm-hmm. last week with the the um, autumn winter collection. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we used to do with the seasons and like now we're sort of just trying to like get out of that because we don't want to sort of be limited to like like when something's supposed to come out. We want to be inspired by something and be able to produce something based off on an idea. And I think that's like a direction we're mm-hmm. sort of heading towards um, with like the the drop of our autumn winter. We haven't really chatted about like what our next thing is. I think we're still uh, kind of okay. living in Recovering. that moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know we can sort of like have the flexibility to sort of have this idea or concept and be able to do that whenever we want instead of like waiting for like, like, you know, spring and summer or fall and Mm -hmm. winter because like we don't want to be sort of tied down by those boundaries, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit more organic than it is like formulaic. It's just, and we also like collaborate with a lot of, people as well so sometimes yeah. someone will come to us with an idea so that we're working on something now mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right. um so sometimes it's just really organic like we i mean we sounds we have some things in the pipeline that we're working on a little bit lighter lift but it's just kind of we're honestly always working yeah. on something tinkering with something mm-hmm. but yeah and so you mentioned that you you earlier you have like a partner that works with you on the styling or yes like, nico <laughs> so do you have like a, a bigger team um, like, yeah, how big is y'all? Yeah. Team? Well, I mean, it's just me and her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, we've been able to collaborate with so many people. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's just really just goes back into like how much of a community we've sort of created starting the brand because I feel like it really resonates with people and people see it and they want to know how they can be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we've worked with like amazing producers. Like, I don't know if you guys know, like Chioma and Lerone, mm-hmm. who they're like sort of like, Chioma's a model and Lerone's a photographer and they're really super talented and mm-hmm. they've reached out to us in the past and mm-hmm. we were able to do our spring summer shoot with them and mm-hmm. we've worked with Kurt okay. who was a photographer in our last shoot mm-hmm. I mean we've worked with so many people and these are just people that either A they reach out to us or we reach out to them and, okay. and you know we also opened up our platform for contributing writers so it's mm-hmm. like if you feel inspired by something you know you, it's as simple as DM, DM us and be like I have this idea I feel like this is important to me as long as it fits within the realm of our brand we're very much open you know mm-hmm. yeah have you ever like had a time where it didn't fit into your brand like the offer that was being presented <laughs> no name no name <laughs> okay, but, no, no but, name no names i'm but. not Shame. naming no names <laughs> <laughs> but i mean listen everybody everybody wants to be down but everybody don't want to be down you know mm-hmm. when it's time to work but um, so, I mean, sometimes it's not necessarily a great fit. I think sometimes people see like, oh, this is popping, it's moving. Like, I want to be a part of it, but they don't necessarily want to like put in the work to actually be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think we've just maybe had that, like folks that maybe bit off a little bit more than they could chew as far as wanting to take on responsibility, but not really been able to. Yeah, because we take it very seriously. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, like, you know, if you want to like sort of help us out on this sort of thing, like we're really counting on you because you said you wanted to do this, you know, so yeah. yeah. 
And like, have you ever had like an offer where like you just didn't feel like it fit with what hmm. you were trying to do? We've had a few. Yeah. We've had a few. And that part is really tough, too, because, you know, you never want to, like, tell a, another creative that, like, their idea is not good. But mm-hmm. we also, you know, do ha- carry a certain, like, bar of, like, w- like our, you know, creativity. There's, like, a, you know, when we put things out, we want them to be at a certain level. And you can kind of very easily tell what other creatives, if they're going to come to the table, like, and match, you know, your skill set. So... There have been times that like offers have come in from people who are a little bit more junior, just didn't really have things fleshed out, and it just didn't seem like it was going to hit at the level we needed it to hit at. So we had to pass on it. But you know, it's always really tough because you yeah. want to work with everyone, but you know. Yeah, I get like these like spam messages. Maybe they're spam, maybe they're not, but I just ignore them, and that might be bad. But <laughs> I've never actually had to say, "I'm sorry, this isn't going to work." Yeah, but yeah, that could be tough. Yeah. Yeah, we don't get that too much. I mean, that happens like once in a while. But Every blue moon. Yeah. 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 Have you ever gotten that? Like, just like random kind of people want to collab, but mm-hmm. then. <laughs> well, we sort of get that with the podcast. That's yeah. true. People do like hit us up wanting to be on the show. Oh, yeah. There was this one girl. She like emailed us. Sorry. Right. Um, <laughs> I feel borderline bad whenever that happens, though. It's just. How my thought process is, we come up with who we want to interview. Mm -hmm. And um, usually, like I was telling you in the lobby, people are usually excited and they can do it as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So when we act like, let's say, three people at a time and each of them can do it, we just have them lined up. And if someone else comes through, I want to work with y'all. I'm just like, borderline overwhelmed and it's a bad habit of mine just like ignoring it. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to get better. (laughs) (laughs) I'll message you guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, they taught us that too, like in school, but I never really actually had like the situation or scenario to like actually say, like, you know, put my foot down and be like, eh, sorry. I mean, I think there's always ways to go about it. Just yeah. being like super polite and mm-hmm. just explaining why this is not going to mm-hmm. work out. You yeah. know, being like, no. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I mean, I feel like also that sort of kind of like lets them know, like, if they do want to work with you, like, where they sort of need to right. kind of like navigate to sort of work with you guys, mm-hmm. you know, for future projects, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And on, oh, wait, go ahead. I was going to say, like, <laughs> it, it's probably the tougher thing to do to actually be specific and tell them why, but like, people need feedback, whether or not they're ready for it in that moment. But like, I think, you know, I would love feedback if somebody like were to pass on something I'm offering and to tell me why so I know, you know, what I could be doing better. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, you can always keep in contact. Exactly. Yeah, oh, for wow. sure. It's never, yeah, it's, it's just not now, but maybe. Yeah. 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 It's all about learning and growing. So exactly. maybe that Absolutely. little piece of feedback will literally help them. Yeah. Or maybe they'll go out, get uh, collab with someone else, get that experience. And it's just like, oh, now I know what you guys need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not all bad if you get a no. Yeah. You know, I mean, people are told no all the time. And, you know, people who stay persistent and keep going are usually the ones that really reap the rewards. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the flip side, like if you wanted to reach out to a particular mm-hmm. brand, um, what does that email look like? Um, usually we will reach out and sort of just talk about like 
the brand, like why we started the brand, because I usually I feel like, you know, once they kind of get an idea of like why and who we are, they're like, oh, OK, like I I I get with that because it's so it's such a relatable story. Um, so that's usually like the first approach. You know, like we were sort of conversating about this earlier, but, you know, typically I like to hit them up in the DMs first, see what they're saying mm-hmm. and then, you know, let them know that, OK, if you're interested, I'd love to send you an email um, to kind of like follow up in a more professional way. Mm-hmm. Um, just because DMs could be a little bit like informal, yeah. right? I think it's definitely a combination of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> you just answered happen. it so beautifully. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? I had another question, but it's like totally like not dealing with this. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, fashion shows. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever had um, like a live show? No, no, no we haven't. We have mm-hmm. not. Not yet, at least. Yeah, right. You guys need yeah. to yeah. like internet <laughs> trolls. We're just like, oh, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Putting shit on Instagram. Like, yeah. Um, no, but that would be really cool. I think mm-hmm. that that would be really fun to do. Mm-hmm. We could do a show, but it hasn't been something that we've sort of like talked about just yeah. because, you know. Mm-hmm. I've, we've talked about doing events though, mm-hmm. um, maybe like talk spaces or just a place for us, for, you know, for people like us who look like us can hang out. Mm-hmm. But not yeah. like a, a show. But I mean, I feel like you know, I think that could be definitely sort of intertwined with mm-hmm. some sort of like event that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think like people really like something that's tangible and like yeah. real. Yeah. So like your little joke about your internet trolls, <laughs> yeah. 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 Phone. yeah. Like people would really like to see you guys or Absolutely. hear you guys yeah. a bit more. Yeah. yeah. So, like, That'd no, I totally cool. agree. I yeah. think that, you know, I mean, I work in fashion and I work with clothes every day. And mm-hmm. I know that what really, like, sells people on something is that sort of, like, personal, like, in-person experience where you are able to feel the clothes and really mm-hmm. sort of get that, uh, like, you sort of get that attachment to it. And it feels that much more special. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that's what makes people want to buy and keep buying and buying and buying and buying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that that's that works for me. Like yeah. I'll go into like a well the new Nordstrom store mm-hmm. or like Topshop, which is closed now. Yeah. Um, uh, or different, just different stores in general. And then mm-hmm. I'll, like I'll ask to like speak to someone, mm-hmm. you know, try on different things. Mm-hmm. Like I like talking with people versus like online mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, no, this is like like kind of relevant, not relevant. But I went to Ghani the other day. Like uh, it's like a it's like now one of my favorite brands. Like I'm on the website all the time now. Mm-hmm. But like I went in store. And I was looking for a dress for dinner and like the staff was so amazing. They were so incredible. Like it was honestly so much fun just being there, you Mm -hmm. know, and I feel like, you know, trying on the clothes and how they even suggested stuff for me. Like they didn't have to do all that. Mm -hmm. And since then, like, I've just feel like they've sort of turned into like my favorite brand. And like now I'm on the website. I sort of have like had that in-person experience. I was able to feel the clothes, touch the clothes. And I associate that in-store experience with the clothes. And like, now I'm just like, Oh my God, Ghani everything. Like, (laughs) so it's definitely like a special sort of thing to have like that in-person like connection, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where's Ghani? Um, shoot. I don't think I've heard that. I just discovered it. I mm. watch a lot of YouTube and there's like this, this girl, I think she's called like the chick from London or something like that. But she like goes around Nolita and she just like stops women and asks them what they're wearing. And this girl had like this really beautiful like bow, like just like kind of like over-exaggerated like white blouse on. And she said it was from Ghani and I was like, ooh, what is this, Ghani? <laughs> like, so, and yeah, they have like a store. I think it's not a Nolita. Maybe it's like, like so well. I don't know. But it's 
Yeah, it's like in the city, and it's really, really nice. You guys should definitely stop in. I feel like the price points, it's a little expensive, but it's like approachable, you know? Like you could do it if you really wanted to, you know? <laughs> okay. you know. But it's just like one of those things, like you buy it, and you probably, probably, probably not going to shop there for a while, but, you know, it's a really nice piece. Like it's really nice, you know? And you mentioned Chick. I don't. I have to show you. London. Wait, is it is it the London? Yes, London. She's NYC like from C or something. Okay, I don't know, I'm gonna pull it up because I really want to know. <laughs> she has like a shortcut. No, she doesn't have a shortcut. Um, hold on, I can find it really quick. But <laughs> but yeah, it's like she's like the chick from London or like Ringsland or something like that. <laughs> I know, but her her channel is like super cool. I love it a lot. I'll have to tell you at the end because I honestly yes. don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. <laughs> we'll tag everything. Right. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I can't find it. But I will tell you guys at the end. We'll tag it at the end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like, what your thoughts were. Just. <laughs> no, this was really great. I don't want to sound like I'm ending it though, but like this interview was like really great. It was so nice getting into like your minds when it comes to your brand. Like mm-hmm. you really care about what you're putting out and you know, content, your t shirts, the articles, mm-hmm. the videos you create, like you really like care about it. So it's really cool to just see you guys talk about it and be passionate about it. It's so, like thanks for coming. Yeah, <laughs> thank you guys for having yeah, us. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. Yes. Went to your next event. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, 2020. Um, okay. TBD, but... Yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. Follow us on Nappy Head Club and you will find out. Yes. <laughs> so, like, do you, do you think we should play the quiz? We could try. So, yeah. yeah. We can go first. Okay. We, oh, well, we normally have, at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. or close to the end, uh, this or that quiz. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Do, do we Do we confer amongst ourselves and then answer as a unit? Oh, you could. Okay, oh, yeah. Usually, we only have one guest. Yeah, but, so yeah, like, y'all. Yeah. Have to ask. <laughs> Tattoo you, but, but, yeah, we actually this or that, and then also why. So, Embroidery or embellishments? Embroidery. Embroidery, yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't know. When I think of embellishments, I just think about it like falling off and like mm. not being like long lasting. I feel like embroidery is like a little bit more sustainable mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah. It just looks dope. Yeah. <laughs> you've actually done embroidery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> is this embroidery? Yeah. Yes. 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 Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Because we spoke about like. Mm. <laughs> I know we spoke about magazines it's a future thing but like sometimes my this or that questions aren't like this or that <laughs> I cheat at Fair. this game okay. <laughs> just an extra question of like anything in the world connected to your brand whether it's more shirts like what do you want to see next like your next project go what is it what do you want it to be at least okay yeah. and why or something well i do have something that is on my mind oh. <laughs> i've been extremely um i've been getting so much into sustainability because i feel like we all at this table love fashion but like mm-hmm. fashion is probably it's like one of the number two things that are like killing the planet mm-hmm. and it's just like you know our brand is all about caring about the people in our community and wanting to take care of them and i feel like an extension of that is like caring about the clothes that we're giving them mm-hmm. um so that's something that i would love to explore for our brand is being a little bit more thoughtful about like the fabrics that we use and like you know how that affects like our customer because you know for example like a lot of the you know um like 
like I think it's like the uh, what is it called? Like when you like like when you're killing the bugs on the, like Insecticides? the plant. Yes, oh, like they yeah. put in the cotton and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And the GMO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. you know those are sort of the things that cause cancer. They're not really good for you, and they're destroying the planet. And it's just kind of like you know, okay, like how can I have this community all about dedicated for people, and I want to be able to give them something that's super special in that sense. That's like I care about you and your hair, and I care about your health as well. You mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. that's just something that I would could see for us. Yeah, no, for sure. It's something I definitely think about a lot mm-hmm. too, or like just how to produce less waste you know yeah mm-hmm. so i definitely think we you probably will see some like vintage kind of like reclaimed mm-hmm. items coming into our like collections yeah so mm-hmm. i definitely think that's something that we think about yeah mm-hmm. uh nordstrom um the new nordstrom store here like when you buy something they'll give you like a reasonable tote yeah so oh, yeah. something small as that yeah, too you know? yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think a lot of brands are trying to be a little bit more sustainable, but you know, mm-hmm. I feel like us creating more businesses that sell like fashion and it's new. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, we're sort of like you know, like we're sort of indulging in our fashion and those sort of things, but like also we're not doing any better by starting a new business and mm-hmm. trying to sell more clothes. You know, mm-hmm. so I think we just have to be a little bit more conscious mm-hmm. in that sense that if we're going to do it, let's like, do it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and the vendors you work with are based in the USA, right? Um, so it's like a USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, so we're we're definitely based in the states, trying to get to like all black owned businesses. Yeah, right? yeah. It's yeah. Some that's time, something that y'all. we definitely want to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's taking some time. Yes, but we getting there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we can't be like sustainable black owned, made in the U.S. It's just like you know, it's a process. It's, you know? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. You're making steps. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think we're very there. intentional, yeah. and yes. I think that's like what's really important. Yeah, is that we're being intentional. Yes. Oh, it's my turn now. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, that was a good one. That was good, yeah. <laughs> um, wow, well, how can I come back from that? Um, I think we have time for one more question. Okay. So it'll be okay. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if I paid attention. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So would you prefer to have, like, an online store or would you prefer to have like a physical storefront mm-hmm. whether it's like yourselves or like someone that you're um like a buyer who's like buying your product mm-hmm. like in the long term like i know it, like right now it's like really messy like with mm-hmm. the whole brick and mortar thing mm-hmm. yeah but like where do you guys see yourself in the future mm-hmm. i mean yeah i yeah. mean it was a good one <laughs> I think it would definitely be super impactful to have, like, a physical store. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. again, like, you know, it's like I said earlier, like, you know, what makes people love, like, a brand is that sort of connection to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, the internet's, like, really great to, like, exposing your brand and creating brand awareness. But, you know, what makes people loyal and, like, love them is something very, like, personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we've been tinkering around some ideas about like how to make a brick and mortar space work. So yeah, we, yeah, we we hear. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I think it's just like the reason like a lot of these places fail is because they don't want to try something like new or invest Absolutely. in something yeah. new. Mm-hmm. Like they're going back to their old ways. Mm-hmm. Like you see Barney's and yeah. Topshop. It's yeah. like. And, and to, like, even, like, sort of chime on that. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of these brands, like, I feel like they, they try to do too much. Like, yeah. you know, they want to have, like, 50 stores in the U.S. And they want to have, like, 50 more stores in, like, Europe and the U.K. And it's just, like, I feel like sometimes, like, with that, like, I feel like the message or, like, you know, the, what is it, like, the mission is mm-hmm. so lost. Yeah. 
you know, because you have like, it's like a pyramid, you know, you have a person at the top and then you have a corporate and it's just like down to the employees and there's not that much attention that goes to the employees because the employees, like the people who are selling the clothes are the, like the people who are like, they're the soul of the brand. Yeah. You know, if you're not really taking care of them, then, you know, their interactions with the customers are going to be completely off. So I just feel like sometimes brands, they, they try to do a lot and I feel like what is sort of like missed out on it's just like the opportunity to, to perfect something you mm-hmm. know really really well and do it well and do it from like a genuine place instead of trying to like scale so much and make so much money and I feel like that's why it sort of kind of like crumbles and it becomes mm-hmm. like you know not that you know much of a desire like mm-hmm. you know yeah mm-hmm. and they don't listen to us <laughs> they don't they really they never do they never do that's why it's so so sad yeah. you know but this is why we're here yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely yes so thank you guys so much for yes, joining thank our you, show. Thank you for having us. We're ending right on time, right? right. This is probably like the first time yeah. ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We usually go overboard. Um, but yes. Um, so would you guys like to shout out your like handles? You could do your uh, yes. personal yeah. ones too if you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So my Instagram handle is Ricky underscore Rochelle, R-I-K-K-I <laughs> underscore Rochelle, R-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. And mine is Rachel Danielle. Um, there's like four underscores in between them. <laughs> I can't remember if it's three or four, but it's Rachel Danielle. But um, mm-hmm. Nappy Head Club's Instagram is at nappyhead underscore club. Um, um, our website is nappyheadclub.com. Uh, and you can see the video and the collection right there on the homepage. So mm-hmm. if you want to check us out, DM us. If you want to work, collab, because that's what we're about. And we're also always looking for writers. Mm-hmm. So definitely always open to new writers and writing submissions. Yes. I know some. Yes. yes. Um, Send them our way. Yes. We just want to tell, we just want to give people a platform to tell stories. Yeah. Yes. Or start conversations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Yay. Um, my Instagram is Jasmine underscore shields um, and get into this pod. Of course. Of course. And mine is at yeah dot cause I care cause spelled C-U-Z then I care. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So be sure to add nappy head club to your yes, Christmas list you. or <laughs> buy them for people stocking sucker stuffers. They got t-shirts. Mm-hmm. They got totes. We got scarves. They now, got scarves. Bags, now. Yeah. Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Like get on that. Yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah. Um, be sure to, you know, listen to us. Um, share with others, listen with your friends, with your mama, with your daddy, (laughs) um, follow us on Instagram, um, like our videos, like our episodes, right. Rate us five stars, please. (laughs) Five. Yes. Five whole stars. (laughs) Um, we're on Apple podcast app and we're also on SoundCloud. Um, get into this pod. So yeah, we're the two Afros. With the purple background. You'll find us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>